Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, as always, so glad that you are here hanging out with me, spending a little bit of time together to help you feel better about your life, your choices, your body, and where you are headed. So we are quickly approaching wintertime in the United States. Interested to know where in the world you are and if winter is approaching there, because I know we've got listeners all over the dang place, but... One of my favorite things about the return of winter weather is bone broth. Now, I I know I can have bone broth at any time of the year, but it just appeals to me a whole lot more. Sipping on bone broth or using it for soups or stews, it just appeals to me so much more in the cold weather. But sometimes when you hear about things, whether it's bone broth or kombucha or whatever, you have to kind of wonder, Is this just the latest nutritional fad for me to sink my money into? Or is there really something here? Is there something about this that actually does make a meaningful impact on my health? So today I want to clear that up. There are pros and there are cons to bone broth, and I'm going to talk to you about them today. I want to cover what it is, what it's not, where to get it, how to use it, what it's good for, and we'll start with whether or not it's some magical unicorn of a beverage, if you'll call it that, food, for fat loss and health. It's not, right? There's no unicorn anything that is the be-all, end-all, the thing you must have in order to get results. So just to start off, I do love bone broth. I do think there are a ton of benefits, and it is absolutely not in any way required for health or for fat loss. So if you're like, oh my gosh, I can't find it anywhere around me, that's perfectly okay. I really just want to start with that because it's easy to kind of laser focus on the latest, greatest thing we hear about and think, oh, I have to have that. That's going to be such a huge part of how I care for my health. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. There's nothing magical about it. Although, as with all things, whether we're talking about broccoli or Brussels sprouts or salmon or macadamia nuts, there are certain benefits to it. But there is nothing magical or mandatory about it. All right. So what is bone broth? It's a broth made from bones. Pretty simple, right? So basically you boil the bones of an animal. Most of the stuff you're going to find in a grocery store is going to come from cows, but you can make it or buy it from chicken, from fish. Taste-wise, I prefer bone broth from chickens. That's just my flavor preference. Um, But also because I find that um, it's easier to find the bones to make yourself in in a butcher shop or a grocery store when you're doing chickens than if you're trying to do fish or beef or anything like that. And I know it sounds kind of weird and maybe to some people kind of gross, like boiling the bones and the ligaments and the tendons, but it's in that process 
that's where all the benefits come from. It's the boiling of the bones and the tendons that makes bone broth so appealing from a health perspective because when we slow cook the bones in liquid, we release a lot of the nutrients that we would otherwise miss out on like collagen, like proline, glycine, glutamine. These are the things that deliver the benefits. So let's talk a little bit about the benefits of bone broth and why you might want to consider including it, what's in it for you. What's in it for you first and foremost, the part that I get most excited about is collagen. So collagen, we have collagen in our bodies, animals do as well. Collagen is a protein and it's found in the connective tissue of animals and we are animals, so it's in the connective tissue of us as well. And collagen, you've probably heard of it most often related to skin health, but it's so much more than that. So yeah, one of the benefits of of bone broth is the collagen and the benefits to your skin But there's so much more from joint health to immunity to you name it. There are tons of benefits. And there are also different types of collagen. And I think it's very important to not lump it all together like, oh, yeah, all collagen is the same. It's not. There are different types of collagen. And the different types have different primary benefits, right? So there's there's collagen. When we talk about bone broth, we're talking primarily about bone broth from cows, from chicken, or from fish. And they each have different types of collagen, so therefore different benefits. Like the collagen that is in the cow's bones when we're having a a bone broth from cows, it's typically types one and three. And those two types are going to be best for your skin and your nails, right? So if you are looking for help with your skin and your nails, then you might gravitate towards bone broth that comes from cows. Now, when we talk about chickens, chickens have more of the type 2 collagen, which is better for your joints as well as your gut health, kind of healing any leaky areas of the gut. I'm sure you've probably heard of leaky gut. And I shared with you when I got my uh, thyroid diagnosis that one of my big areas of emphasis was going to be healing my gut, right? Plus, as much as I work out, I'm always looking to really support my joints and make sure that I'm giving them the nutrients they need to keep up with the demand I put on my body and my workout. So if we're looking at bone broth from chickens, that's going to be richer in the type 2 collagen targeting your joints and your GI tract, your immune system. There's a really cool fact about collagen in fish And that is that it's unique in its ability to increase our own collagen production. So when we get collagen, if we're doing um, bone broth from fish bones, that's going to help upregulate or increase our own production of human collagen, which I think is pretty cool. The other thing about collagen, since we're on that topic right now, is that collagen is a good source of the amino acid glycine. There's lots of different amino acids. Remember that amino acids are the building blocks of proteins. So when we look at our macronutrients, fat, protein, carbohydrate, they're all made up of building blocks. The building blocks of proteins are going to be amino acids, right? When we talk about these amino acids that make up proteins, they're categorized in one of three ways. They might be essential, 
And an essential amino acid is one that we have to consume through food or supplement because our body can't make it on its own. So it is essential that we get it from outside sources. Non-essential amino acids are ones that our body has the ability to create on its own. Like it can kind of produce them. There's a little machinery, cellular machinery, that produces these non-essential amino acids, the building blocks of proteins. The third classification for an amino acid, which is where glycine falls into, is conditionally essential, which means, yeah, your body can make them, but only under the right conditions. So we want to make sure that those conditions are met. Well, why do we care about glycine? It's conditionally essential, which means the body can produce it if the conditions are right. Collagen is a great source of glycine, but who cares, right? Well, when you are a meat eater, you increase your body's need for and use of the amino acid glycine. So if you are a meat eater, you want to make sure that your body is getting what it needs in terms of glycine. You want to really give your body that bit of help, and bone broth is one way to do that. Think about it. The more you help your body, the more your body is able to help you. One of the neat things that I that I learned as I was reading about some of the benefits of bone broth when I was looking at my own thyroid diagnosis is more on sort of this glycine impact. I'm sure you've heard of, and this drives people crazy, some of the controversial studies that suggest that meat eaters are at a higher risk of disease than non-meat eaters. And people are like, but wait, which is true? Is it better to eat meat or better to avoid meat? Well, one of the nuances of these studies is that when they say, oh yeah, look, folks who eat meat are at a higher risk of X, Y, and Z, and folks who don't are at a lower risk, one of the cool things is when you get enough glycine, so individuals who had adequate glycine in their bodies, they didn't have the same um, prevalence of health conditions associated with meat, meat consumption, but individuals who did not have adequate glycine, this conditionally essential amino acid, they were more likely to have those negative health effects associated with meat consumption. So if you are a meat eater, I definitely would suggest that you ensure you're getting glycine from any number of sources, bone broth being one of them, okay? Now, for some of you like fact-finding folks, I will link to that research on glycine and meat consumption and adverse effects over in the show notes at primalpotential.com. So if you go to primalpotential.com, hit the podcast tab, click on the link for this episode under the resources tab, I will link to that research over on PubMed. The other cool thing about glycine is that it helps with detoxification. So we'll talk more about detox because there's a couple other things in bone broth that help with detox. But the reality is with the food we eat, with the air we breathe, with the water we drink, with whatever medications we might take, we have a significant need for detox. And when we are not able to detoxify efficiently, we're setting ourselves up for a whole health, a whole host of health issues. Say that five times fast. And the glycine uh, in bone broth can really help with detox. There are lots of reasons other than just collagen and glycine to incorporate bone broth. I mentioned that it helps with your GI health. That's the type 2 collagen that's real common in bone broth from chickens, which is one of the reasons I'm really increasing my intake of bone broth for this uh, immune boosting benefit of repairing my gut after my Hashimoto's diagnosis. It also helps with digestion because 
It's healing your gut, right? Great for joint health, bone health, because remember, we are extracting the nutrients from the bones of these animals. So we're getting things like phosphorus and calcium and magnesium and potassium and all of these things that contribute to bone health. I already mentioned detoxification and also workout recovery because you're getting a lot of the um, electrolytes. You're not going to have bone broth that really doesn't have some type of sodium in it. Um, and then also the vitamins and minerals in the bone broth is going to be really helpful for your workout recovery in addition to the joint health benefits. So we want to kind of lump these into categories. The immune system, I've mentioned a couple of times. Proline is another uh, element of the bone broth and the collagen specifically. Proline is found in the collagen within the bone broth that really helps with tissue repair, right? So when we talk about the immune benefits, when we talk about the GI benefits, when we talk about joint health, it's because we are delivering things like proline that are going to help your tissues recover. That can be... Uh, organs, it can be muscles, you name it, this is going to be a healing tonic, really, for your body. The gut health is for a variety of reasons. The collagen and the glycine, only a couple of those reasons. It also helps to repair the gut because of uh, lowering inflammation. It's really going to help to soothe your body overall. The skin and the nail health. Remember, we talked about those type 1 and type 3 collagen. Plus, if you're going to be getting collagen from a fish broth or even just um, having fish with the skin and the bones in it, like uh, buying canned salmon with the skin and the bones, that's going to help increase your body's own production of collagen. One of the other great things about bone broth, and this is specifically because of the micronutrients, like the minerals in the bone broth that come from those boiled bones, it can help you sleep better, right? You can say goodbye to your chamomile tea, have a mug of bone broth before bed, and it will be helpful. I want to go back to the detoxification that I talked about. Because we are constantly, on a daily basis, bombarded with toxins and bone broth can help to do that with the glycine, which we already mentioned, but also because bone broth is going to deliver glutathione, which helps with uh, phase two detoxification. So I've talked about this in previous episodes before on detox. There are typically detoxification tends to be lumped into two categories, phase one and phase two. Phase one is where we bind up, like grab up and neutralize toxins, which is important, right? But phase two is where we eliminate them. And I shared with you a long time ago in an episode I did on epigenetics that I know about my body, that I have an impaired phase two detoxification. So while my body can sort of snatch up these toxins, it's not real great at, at excreting them, at that phase two, eliminating the toxins once they've been kind of grabbed up and neutralized. And so what happens if you have impaired phase two detoxification is that these toxins just accumulate in your system, no freaking bueno, no bueno. So the glutathione, which can be found in bone broth, and especially if you add vegetables to your bone broth, which will be included in some of the recipes I talk about, that's going to help with this phase two detoxification or eliminating uh, toxins from your system. So how do you make it? Or do you make it? Can you buy it? I prefer to buy it only because it's faster and easier. But with that said, 
most of what you can find in a grocery store is not necessarily going to be the highest quality bone broth. Most of the stuff you buy in the store, like stock or broth, it's, it's kind of chemically created with bouillon, um, with sauce mixes, often with MSG, uh, which uh, we've talked about before being not only a toxin, but something that increases appetite. When I buy bone broth, remember, this is no unicorn thing, so if you can't get it, no need to cry over it. It's not the end of the world. There are plenty of other things that can, that can add to these benefits, and you can buy straight up collagen. You can buy any of the amino acids I've talked about and take them in supplement form. Not the best way to do it, but certainly an option. I get it at the farmer's market. So there is a local farmer's market near me. Now, I recently moved to New Hampshire. When I lived in North Carolina, there was one too. So chances are there's one near you. And if there's not, what you can do is call around to local farms and ask if they make and sell bone broth, okay? So you want to make sure that you're getting high quality bone broth. I'll talk about that more in a second. But when you're boiling bones, you want to make sure that there's not toxins in there. Now, to some extent, there always will be, and there's toxins in all of our food, and that's not anything we need to freak out about. But if you're going to do bone broth, if you're going to make that investment, get as high quality bone broth as possible. So for me personally, I buy chicken bone broth at a local farmer's market. The farmer's market isn't year round. So when it's not in season, I will either buy a lot of it at once and put it in the freezer and use it when I need it, or I'll contact the farm and say, do you sell it? Could I come to your farm and pick it up? That's one option. Obviously, making it yourself is another option. There's nothing wrong with that. Lots of people do it. You can do it quite well. I personally am just a little bit lower maintenance than that, and I don't love to spend a whole lot of time in the kitchen, but I have made it myself. I found it really easy, but I don't have a pressure cooker. You can do it really quickly in a pressure cooker. I just have a crock pot, so it takes a long time, like 24 hours. What I would do is I would buy the highest quality chicken I could find. This really, again, matters when you're talking about boiling the bones and extracting things from the bones. You wanna make sure that you're dealing with a quality organic chicken, not treated with antibiotics or hormones, that sort of thing. So what I did is, I bought a whole bird, right? And I just ate the meat like normal. But then I took all the bones and I put them in a crock pot submerged with water, onions, carrots, salt, apple cider vinegar, and I let it slow cook for 24 hours, right? And then you just take the bones out and there you have your bone broth. Now, there are obviously way more complex recipes available online. You can Google make your own bone broth and find a bazillion, but... I'm a simple girl, so that to me was a really simple recipe that I could do, and it was delicious, but 24 hours in the crock pot, I'm always worried that when I leave the house, it's going to like burn down because the crock pot's on, but that's just me. One more word on high-quality chicken. I'm talking organic, free-range, and when I buy it, I'm talking from a local farmer's market because I want to ensure that they're not treated with hormones um, and antibiotics. Now, like I said, you can buy bone broth, like Epic who makes Epic Bars. They recently started Bone Broth. I haven't looked into the quality of theirs specifically. Just know that sometimes when you're buying something not from a farmer's market, they might add flavoring. They might add MSG. And I think in that case, you might be better off making it yourself. All right? That's just kind of if you can get it from a farmer's market, awesome. If not, make it yourself. 
And the reality is it's not that hard if it's something that you want to do. I am going to link to a bunch of bone broth recipes, chicken bone broth recipes, beef bone broth recipes, um, and even a, a one or two that's in a pressure cooker so you can make them much faster over on the show notes at primalpotential.com. So if you just want more than bone broth, like you don't just want to sip on the broth, which I personally love to do, but you want to know how to turn it into a soup or whatever, definitely do that. And I actually have an amazing cauliflower soup recipe that is so good it tastes like potato soup, even though it has no potato in it, it's rich, it's creamy. That is going out to everybody on my VIP email list tomorrow, Sunday. So if you're listening to this a week later or even two days later and you're not on the VIP list, you missed it, but maybe you can get it next time. The VIP email list is free. I sometimes send out recipes, motivation, um, you know, fat loss tips and strategies, you name it, whatever, it's free, hop on it, it's email, whatever. Uh, that recipe is going out. My taste like potato soup, not potato soup with cauliflower and bone broth is going to be going out via email. Otherwise, I'm going to link to a bunch of other recipes over on the show notes at primalpotential.com show notes page for this, uh, this particular episode. Now, I want to talk about the concerns with bone broth because it's a very real thing, right? I don't want anybody going to, say, Walmart and buying a whole chicken there and making bone broth. I don't think that's a really good idea because we are boiling bones. And bones naturally contain both minerals and heavy metals because that's where they're stored. And so if you're not eating the bones, right? But the nutrients, when they're extracted, sometimes you can extract some of those heavy metals as well. And so we want to use bones from grass-fed animals because the grass they're eating, uh, if they're organic, hasn't been sprayed with these pesticides and herbicides, which sometimes have the heavy metals and different things like that. Uh, so it's really important to focus on high quality. Please don't just get so fixated on bone broth that you overlook the quality and don't think that it's such a magical miracle thing that that's like all you're going to eat now and you're going to incorporate bone broth into everything that you make because even when we're talking about high quality animals, we're still talking about extracting from bones and no matter how healthy an animal is, you betcha that there's there's things stored in the bones that we don't want accumulating in our system. So moderation in all things. Even when we're talking about a good thing, you can have too much of a good thing. That is just a very real thing. So I want you to remember that this isn't some miracle food. There are bazillions of foods with health benefits, right? And it doesn't mean that you have to have them or you're screwed if you don't have them. I want everybody eating foods they love that love them back. If the idea of bone broth grosses you out, Never have it. You don't have to. It's not a big deal, right? If you can't find it, don't sweat it. If you can't afford the high quality chickens or beef or whatever to make it yourself, that's okay. There are plenty of other amazingly nutrient-dense foods that can support your goals beyond bone broth, right? So I'm going to link to a bunch of these re recipes over in the show notes at primalpotential.com. Uh, my favorite, favorite, favorite one that's my own recipe will be going out uh, on Sunday, so the day after this podcast airs, to everybody on my VIP email list. You can get on that list by going to the homepage at primalpotential.com. Just put in your name and email address. That's all. It's free. So 
that's my two cents. Remember that transcripts are now available for these episodes. Eventually, I'm going to go back in time and do transcripts for past episodes. But for now, just transcripts for these ones. I hope you find it helpful. If you've got a favorite way to use bone broth, let me know. If you've got a success story of bone broth, let me know. I'm excited about incorporating it more in the cooler or the, yeah, the cooler weather here and helping to heal my gut as part of how I'm treating my Hashimoto's. But I also just really love it. So that's what I've got for today. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful day. I hope you enjoy that recipe that's going out via email tomorrow. And I will talk to you guys soon. Have a great day. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are, leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.